This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free on the site, so enjoy those on us, those other talk show hosts. They want to charge you for accessing their website. Uh, ours, again, free at freetalklive.com. You know what? I want to get uh, get started here tonight, Mark, with a story that I sold pretty heavily, actually, last night on, on the program, and we never actually had a chance to get to it. So let's start with uh, the confessions of a bureaucrat. What is it really like to be in the bureaucratic world. What is the job well, that I'm, this man did? I'm not sure that this is what it's really like, but this is what it was like for this for guy. Him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is from the timesunion.com. Native American claims retaliation by state superiors who set him up in an office without meaningful tasks. As he tell it, tells it, Randall Hilton is paid $93,803. So $94,000 a year to do nothing. He spends much of his workday at the state insurance fund donning headphones, listening to rock and roll, blues, or <laughs> classical tunes, and his superiors Sweet. are cool with that. His work agenda involves placing his feet on his desk, staring out his office window, and counting cars on the state New York State Thruway. Mm. He arrives at 7.30 a.m. and leaves at 3.30 p.m., sees no one and talks to no one. Now, what I'm, I'm kind of wondering here is, if you don't have anything to do, do you show up on time and does anyone care? Not bloody likely. I remember just, there was one thought. there was one story uh, that we did a few years ago about one of the Boston bureaucrats, one of the upper echelon bureaucrats there, the administrative guys, that would show up to his office for a couple minutes a day and, you know, play solitaire and then he'd go out to lunch and you do have to keep up appearances, though, and, and make people think that uh, you are there doing something. I think that in this in his case, there's not much appearance to keep up. I mean, <laughs> that's true. OK, he, he never does any work. It's been that way for Hinton. For most of this decade. Nice. I just sit there, says Hinton, 55, of Nixayanu, um, a 27-year state employee who has held several high-level posts at various agencies. <laughs> at 6 foot 4 inches and 265 pounds, so we needed to know that, he is an imposing figure who will begin to tear up, um, to tear up when he discusses his situation. A member of the Pusmogduty tribe in, in Maine, he said he's beginning, uh, he's being discriminated against because of his national origin and retaliated against for having sued the state. Since he's the, being discriminated against, how? Well, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to tell you that. Okay. Okay. Since February 2002, Hinton has been director of investigations for the insurance fund, but he said he has never been allowed to investigate anything. Instead, he builds up pension credits year after year, but is unproductive at work because his superiors are blackballing him, and he has he and his former boss um, say. Hinton contends he is without portfolio as retaliation for suing Governor George Pataki's administration ten years ago, alleging discrimination then, too. That was after getting stuck in a uh, storeroom for two years for refusing to leave his post at the Department of Environmental Conservation heading investigations to make room for a Republican appointee. Am I understanding said. you correctly so far? Are you saying this guy is complaining because he actually wants to do work but is being given a job that doesn't actually require him to do anything? That's correct. And it sounds like he went after one of their own, mm-hmm. and that's what has blackballed him. But so this that is now punishment? Yes. A $91,000 a year. It's done all the time, desk. especially in New York State. 
This is punishment. In, in, yeah. uh, is apparently in the New York uh, City school uh, school. Don't quote me on this. I don't know enough of the facts. But in the New York City school department, they have these um, these little outposts with the, that they call rubber rooms, where teachers go during class time and just sit there mm-hmm. and the do paper. nothing for sometimes for years. Yeah, wasn't that in the John Stossel special? I'm sure it was. It's okay. been reported on in several locations. In January 2000, in a January 2002 settlement in his suit against the DEC Commission, John Cahill, who later became Pataki's deputy, uh, top deputy, and then Assistant DEC Commissioner James W. Tuffy, now Albany's ch- police chief, um, was he was guaranteed state employment as a director of investigations. So he was guaranteed employment, but not. Tasks of meaning. I see. <laughs> we didn't offer to settle. Um, they did, said Tuffy. They said after. Um, they said just transfer him. Tuffy said uh, the friction between Hinton and DEC officials developed because he wanted to go to the police academy to become a sworn DEC officer, but had not taken the civil service tests required. Court papers showed the stipulation promised Hinton his post at the insurance fund controlled by Pataki's appointees under multi-year terms that continued years into the future. They gave him a job and an office, but told him, uh, but told his boss to let Hinton handle any, not to let him handle anything of substance, according to Hinton and his former manager. So th- last night we were talking about government bureaucrats and how it is that they never want to cut down on the size of their bureaucracy, and they're always claiming that. I mean, we hear it around here that they've cut it to the bone, that well, the government is as small as it can be, and th- these claims are made all frequently, actually. And so when you dig even just a little bit into the bureaucracy, you discover things like this. And I don't think the average bureaucratic job is that much more difficult. Uh, but, to, you know, to be fair, there are certainly bureaucrats that actually do things like fix traffic lights and stuff like that. Uh, but... Talk about waste. Ninety one thousand dollars continuing to uh, ninety four thousand to continue to pay this guy to sit around and all because somebody at some point promised him a position. I, I think you're missing something here. I, I agreed. I think it's absurd that this guy is getting paid to sit there and do nothing. But I think the key piece of information in this story is that he went after one of the other bureaucrats and that really ties in with some of the activism that I do, and that once you start going after these public officials, you become a protected class, and if they were to fire him, it would probably give him grounds for one heck of a civil rights lawsuit or discrimination lawsuit, and that's what they're more afraid of. You're saying they're keeping him on because it would cost them more to fire him, perhaps? Possibly. Well, he is fired. He just isn't... Uh, they just, they're just continuing to pay him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not their money, so it doesn't matter. Well, the only thing he's that not affects really fired. He the, comes into work. Yeah, he's fired. He's not doing yeah. any work. But he comes in. Well, the, you see, that's what happens to an employee that you don't you don't pay and who you don't let do any work. They don't pay him. The taxpayer does. Okay. Yeah. And they don't let him do any work. This guy's essentially, you know, fired in the sense that he doesn't do any work. Wow. It's an amazing story. It is, and I'm sure that there's more than one of these cases where you know somebody gets blackballed, and I don't know that I I don't know what I think about it. I think that uh, it, I think it's dumb that the taxpayers of the state of New York have to fund a ninety-four thousand dollar a year position for somebody not doing anything. I I remember seeing a uh, special about farmers in the '90s on the, you know mainstream media where some actual independent farmers went into one of the offices that's there that was set up to aid them. And like the secretaries or the ladies in there were almost hiding back behind the desk. They didn't really know what to do to help them. It oh my was gosh. the same situation. They're just kind of sitting there 
doing nothing. They just have one of these bureaucratic make-work jobs where yeah. they, they're told they can shuffle a few papers all day. And, and because of the corporate farms kind of taking over and swallowing up the independents using this regulation to push the smaller players out of the market, at that point they were reaching or getting pretty close to having more bureaucrats sitting in the office to help the farmers, farmers <laughs> than they actually had farmers. And that was in the 90s, people. Yeah. Wow. And then they've had uh, farm subsidy expansions and farm bills. Oh, yeah. There was earlier time. this year, there was a, a deal that would have the force the smaller farm owners to tag all of the animals, force the large right. corporate owners to tag one animal in the whole entire herd. Totally makes it, uh, you know, un, un, inefficient. And the, the smaller players could not afford that. Right. Government isn't set up for the little guy. Government's set up for the big guy. And that's what would be going on there, too. The waste is just so rampant, uh, and it's so obvious, you don't really have to look too close to see what it is that's going on. But can you actually change this through the political system? That's what they would tell you to do. They would say, well, if you don't like it, you need to get in there and change it. But if you were to go in there and get elected uh, on the, you know, this idea of, well, we're going to hack and slash, we're going to cut back the state, you get elected and you get in there and you say, all right, I'm taking a look here at this budget and I see we got this guy making $94,000 a year. I'm told that he doesn't even do anything, so let's He's get out of rid- there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. The attorney steps forward. About. Right. The city attorney will step in and say, well, whoa, 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 we can't do that. He, he, he filed complaints against us, and he might come after us. We better just leave him put. Where, what else do you got? Right. So there are all kinds. That's just one example of this legal grid, this structure that's in place, to where even if you are elected to the office, you've sworn to uphold the duties of the office in order to get in, supposedly. And so, therefore, if the office rules say you can't do certain things, how could you ever hope to change that system? It's a big quagmire. More on the way. You take control. Bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, and those features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 400,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, yesterday... I took my son, and we went up to Concord uh, to attend that and uh, testify at the hearing on whether to lower the drinking age from 21 to 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, by the way, when cops confiscate beer from people under 21, how much of that do you think the cops steal? That's a good question, because if you're a cop and you're confiscating, uh, whether it's beer or marijuana or whatever, you have to obviously fill out some kind of report, but no one is requiring you to be honest about how much you've confiscated. So if you 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 know, if you take a 24-pack, or, or there are two 24-packs, you take one and then say you only found one. So that's now, it's easy. So not only that, but when I was testifying, I brought up 
the double victim, Caitlin Contreras. She was 19. She was killed by a drunk driver who was 53. And I brought up that Hudson cop that was driving around drunk and hit a 19-year-old woman, sending her to the hospital. And I also brought up a Milford police officer that got a trophy for uh, busting underage drinkers and drunk drivers on 25 May 2000, and then 13 days later drove off the road into a tree, and the autopsy <laughs> showed he had a few. Uh, what do you think they do with all that beer they steal from people under 21? Yeah, and they're not they taking it back they... to the station and pouring it out, I can right. tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I've known cops, and, and, and they, a lot of them like to drink it, a lot. It doesn't... Anyway, can, anyway uh, I went on to say, and make no mistake about it, even if they turn it in, it's still stealing, taking without the consent of the rightful owner. See, that's the point even... Oh, uh, but they own you, you, Tom. See, they, they believe they own you, so they can just take whatever it is that you have. But, you see, you folks just missed that point there, too. They are stealing all of it. When they're ta confiscating beer from this people under 21, they are stealing that beer. And, you know, the way I talk libertarian language, you know, is, it's like a different dialect from what they're speaking. And they actually hadn't really thought about how, you know, they never mind whether the statistics might go up or would this be bad for the young people of this or that. You don't have any right to hire gun-toting goons in bulletproof vests <laughs> to intimidate Mr. and Mrs. Twenty into giving up their right yeah. to drink the beverage of their choice. And make no mistake about it, I showed a picture. I showed a two-dollar bill and pointed to the portrait and said, "The dude on the deuce called liberty an unalienable God-given right." See, I pointed that out and pointed out. That of course, the people, the, the discrimination victims know very well why so many people would rather impose the drinking age on them than impose tougher drunk driving laws on themselves. And I did not obey that law when I was a victim of it. And when you say victim of it, it's like this is a whole new concept to some of these idiots. It never occurred to them that the people under 21 are the victims yeah, of but the drinking Tom, age. Tom, it's okay. They... They take these empty cans, they melt them down, and forge them into trophies for themselves. <laughs> it's for a good cause. Yeah, well, you know, the sad thing about that crash that uh, Milford cop is now he's not out there busting any more drunk drivers. But the good thing about that is that now he's not committing any more unprovoked violence against innocent people. Yeah, but somebody else Somebody's is. In his Thank place, you for sir. the call tonight, Tom. 800-259-9231. And until we can get to... Uh, a point where people can shift their mindset away from this idea that it is okay to steal things from someone else if you have a badge and are wearing a uniform until we can get uh, more people to start understanding that there's something inherently wrong with doing that to our neighbors, then we aren't going to see any change. It'll always just be one cop after the next cop. Yeah, and that's the problem I see with Tom's strategy is he's persecuting more the, the person rather than the idea of hey, is it right to go out and do this? Is it right to live in a society that runs this way? Is this what you want for you, your family, and your friends? Is there a better way to do this out there? Most people have never asked themselves those questions. Most people have gone well, with what they've the been told. Well, this is the way it is. I mean, it's... Right, well, they've been told that, right. well, we live in the best country in the world. Well, all right, then. We've got the best. Let's keep it here. Uh, no, we don't need to change anything. This is the best country in the world. While that statement may be true, there's a lot that could be better. Don't don't forget the uh, the the famous Winston Churchill uh, uh, statement that is something to the effect of uh, democracy is uh, the worst uh, system in the world except for everything else. Yes, um, or everything else we have, or something but, but like that. But people take that and they embrace democracy right. and they they cling on to it as though it's a safety blanket. And I guess to some extent it is because anything else involves change. 
change, moving ahead, evolving into you know the next step for mankind of uh, of advancing toward the voluntary society involves some pretty serious change. It's actually a pretty simple change, but for people it's serious. I mean, it's to us it's just changing your mindset from uh, accepting that aggression is okay to not. Uh, but for them, it's a whole worldview that has to shift, and I can see why it's difficult. Well, they've picked either the Democrats or the Republicans, and they, they think that those are the, the, the ones that are right or wrong, and so they you'd have to change completely off that. Right. Well, that's the, And the Democrats and Republicans thing, it allows them to not have to think about their situation because they've, they've, they've chosen their side, and whatever their side says, they will go along with, and they never question the parameters. They never question yes. you know, the root thought. Yes, that, that's the, um, the, the distraction that goes on, the red-blue game that they get to play and fight against one, one another. All the while, none of them are asking the question, hey, is this system itself the best solution here? And it, it, it just doesn't come to light. And when you ask that question, you're branded a radical oh, crazy. and you're right. crazy and, well, maybe not so much. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Free State Project is so important, because it's bringing together all those crazies that believe that aggressing against their neighbor is, is inherently wrong. And I believe that most people actually agree with that statement. They would not aggress against their neighbors in their own lives, but it brings those people together that really have internalized that mindset and have uh, come to the understanding that it applies across the board, even to the men and women calling themselves government. Bringing those people together in the same place has to have a dramatic effect, and I believe has only just that effect has only just begun to occur as more people get, uh, continue to move here. It's just, it just keeps getting more exciting, doesn't it? It does. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We go to Paula in Florida. Paula, you are on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi, hon. I want to let you all know, people need to understand, there's something really bad going on um, even at these VA hospitals. I was there today. They didn't even have my husband's record of his allergies you know, in intensive care. He was having trouble breathing, mm. and the nurse didn't have it on his record. And I had to, the nurse wouldn't call the doctor, said he was in the clinic, so I went downstairs to the clinic. And I said, you know, he's having problems. I said, he's not getting his medication. And so anyway, by the time I got back, they had a breathing machine up there. But anyway, they gave him a treatment. And, um, I, mean, th- th- I mean, they don't like anything, you know, they don't want anything good for the patient. Well, now, that's not necessarily the case. They may really want the best for the patient. It's just they have no incentive to provide it. Thank you, Paula, for the call. 800- it's a shame to, to see your loved one uh, in a situation like that and, and be so without power to do anything and, about it. And it really takes someone being on their case to get good care or decent care out of the VA. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can share your VA story or whatever you want. Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. So lots to talk about here tonight. Mark, you had an email, that, or two, at least one, that you wanted to share with us. I did. Um, this one's sort of, it, it's entitled Ownership. It's from uh, Maximus. Suppose you went to bed tonight and woke up in the morning completely oblivious to everything you once knew. Overnight amnesia or something to blame. The only thing you can do is follow basic instincts and try to figure out the world empirically. You would wake up inside a structure, your room, filled with objects, your stuff. But would you know it was yours? Even further, what determines what is yours? At its root, the idea of ownership is not much more than the concept that humans gradually develop as time went by. I don't know that that's entirely true, but it's to some extent. Like, we've probably honed it over the years as to what ownership is, but kids uh, innately grasp mine. They, you know, doesn't take, they don't have to be too old before it's mine. So, um, Jack's not quite at that age. And an example that shows uh, this is land ownership. You know you own your property because you bought it from whomever owned it before you. But who owned it, began, um, who owned it to begin with, and how did they come to own it? They didn't own it because owning is not something that really exists. It's a concept. Right. Other than in our heads. What, we, um, what he really is doing is claiming it as his own, and then uh, that is being respected because of the various social norms that are agreed upon implicitly or explicitly by the people who consider it a valid claim. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yep. The implications of this outlook would seem to be devastating to liberty-minded people who have the central belief in property rights as a core principle to guide the rest of their belief system. It's really true. I mean, if it if it property rights is at the center of uh, libertarianism. Well, the center of it is that you own yourself, and then the rest of it stems out from there. Yes, we can you know make a pretty good argument for property rights. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, right, and and it's an e- it's a pretty easy argument to to argue that you own yourself, um, and then you just go from fr- out from there because it, okay, while you may might have a difficult time talking about all the things that are around us, who could disagree that one owns oneself? I mean, even when we had an avowed communist on the phones with us over a, the last couple months, right. he did admit to wanting to own himself. Yes. This may be true, but uh, only by demoting ownership to a concept we humans uh, created and not an absolute fundamental truth is devastating to you. To put this in perspective... So- well, okay. Now, this is, this is actually kind of reflective of a, of a discussion that was happening on the BBS recently, the idea of what is, uh, what is a truth. I mean, for... Uh, and I don't have the definition in front of me at the moment, but for those of us who believe that property is important... Then it sh- then property is. I mean, if we accept property as true. Then it's true for us. If somebody else disagrees with that, they're going to have a difficult time fitting in amongst others who accept property as a truth. In a similar way, those who accept government as a truth, that's what they have. For those of us who don't accept it, it's kind of difficult for us to live our lives in an, in a in a in an area, a geographic area, full of people that accept government as a truth. I, I suppose it's true, but uh, I, I'd say that uh, property – here's the truth in property. Property is owned 
uh, actually by the state. It's not owned by you. But there and, is no such thing as the state. Again, you're talking uh, about a fantasy. There's no such thing as property. Okay. So <laughs> what are we talking so, about Well, here? I'm telling the, the truth today as, as it exists in our reality. Oh, okay. You're, okay, gotcha. The truth is the state owns the property, and you are sort of a, uh, a, a, a guard, gu- guardian of that property, and uh, you pay for the right to uh, you know do whatever it is that you do and um, you know receive value from the property and that kind of thing. But the state, in fact, owns everything. Honestly, on down to you and your future, your, your your immortal soul, everything but your soul. But that's only true because people believe in the state. Correct. Right. So all we have to do is change people's beliefs and I'm all of that changes. I'm only talking about what's reality today. Truth, I know truth, that. Truth on its own is almost an absolute. It means that it, it is this way, and it ties in for me a lot with right and wrong, which is something that I really don't believe in. I believe that there are effective things that you can do and ineffective things that you can do, and there are a number of different systems that could come about for claiming property and uh, retaining ownership of it and control of a certain geographic area, and there are more effective ways of doing that and less effective, and the one we have today is a government system that is one of the less effective ones, and I think the private market could do it in a in a more efficient manner. I do, I don't disagree with you. However, I do believe in right and wrong. I believe in moral and immoral. And um, you know, I I see that a lot that goes on with government and you know people's interactions with each other on a day day to day basis. Beside that, are immoral, and that one can be more effective but it's, by but being it's immoral, more immoral from your position. It's immoral Based from your, your morality. Yes, right. From in theirs, your it's context different. of the world. From their viewpoint, from their understanding of the world, then yes, but it's their understanding what is usually doing. not based. Um, in, you know, mine is based in looking at it, and theirs is based in believing what other people have told them. Well, now wait a minute. They're looking at what they're doing, and they're telling themselves that it's right. So for them, but but Mark's looking at it from the right perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. It's right for you. Let me go on. And me to put this in perspective continues Maximus. Some other concepts that are not real in the spatial reality sense include love, honor, beauty, and justice. These things would not exist without a common belief in them, but that does not make them any less salient or meaningful. Wait, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's up to each individual to define all of these things, which is why the right and wrong paradigm just doesn't work. Perhaps. For me. (laughs) The point of this distinction is not just a task in semantics or an interesting intellectual discussion, but to highlight the fact that even your most deeply held beliefs are only as meaningful as you make them. The task of, of regaining them or maintaining them as social norms depends on your fervor for coming to their defense and promotion. I think that a lot of people, while they express a certain popular belief system, don't actually hold that deeply. And I think that one of the reasons for that is because they were told what their belief system is really supposed to be. They didn't discover it for themselves, and so therefore they can't really hold it too strong. So I think that's actually good news for us, for those of us who have come to our own conclusions about what is right and what is wrong based upon our own experience. For those of us who have come to those conclusions and who want to share those with others to get them to hopefully see and come to those conclusions for themselves, that shift from, okay, well, I believe in government or I believe in you know the state and this, these concepts that are really actually detrimental to their own well-being to shifting over to I believe in myself and liberty and, and allowing others to be free. I don't think it's going to take very much, which is why I say that you know that, that, that point of critical mass isn't necessarily that far off.
Yeah, all it takes is an invitation and an open mind, and people will naturally come around to these ideas once they really start to dig in and take a look and seriously understand them because they are so principled. Yeah, I'm not sure um, how much I trust the average person to dig in and take a look. But <laughs> weren't you, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Weren't you the average person? What is the average person? I, look, well, uh, yes, I, uh, to some extent, that may be so. Maybe, uh, as a matter of fact, I've been on my whole life a uh, spiritual journey, uh, you know, looking at morality of things. I, I intend to look at things, you know, it, it, uh, deeply. However, let's say that I, I didn't want to convert to libertarianism. That's for sure. You know, when I got on the show with you, that uh, I remember some of the first evenings, we were. I was arguing about what the practicality of actually decriminalizing marijuana. Change is resistant. I smoked the stuff, and <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> arguing as to whether or not you could de- uh, decriminalize it. And I, I, sure, I believed in small government, but only from a Republican standpoint. You know, I was all, yay, military, and all that other stuff. Stuff. I've had to slowly, over time, over yeah. five or six years, every night, three nights Just a week. Just because it took you a long time. Nine, no, no. Three, I, three, excuse in, me. Three hours a night, six nights a week. I'm inclined to agree with Mark that uh, a lot of people are not going to be open to this message, which is why I think there is such a great role for uh, civil disobedience to play in challenging people's belief systems, getting them to take that hard look and giving them kind of the shake that they need to to take an honest look at uh, at the role of government. But he was also saying that, well, average Joe is going to have a tough time with this, and it's not necessarily going to be easy, but we've all come down this road. And just because it took us 7 or 10 or 20 or 30 years to get to where it is we currently are in our current understanding doesn't mean it has to take everybody else that same amount of time. Absolutely not. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free lines. One of the reasons why we're constantly honing our message and uh, putting more of it out there. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including uh, the archives. We've got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. You just click and download, and it's yours at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Grant in Maryland. Grant, you're on the air on Free Talk Live. Hello? Grant, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about the concept of emergence and uh, how I think it relates to government. Uh, well, well, first of all, idea? what is emergence? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the idea that uh, there's a large number of objects that like all obey a common set of rules. As the number goes towards infinity, like the objects will stop acting like as individuals and become sort of like a uh, single entity. Like, uh, for example, a school of fish. Like, uh, it's composed of... a uh, bunch of individual fish, but when you look at a school, you don't see a uh, bunch of individual fish. You see, like, a single entity, like a school. And uh, essentially what, I'm, what I think is uh, I think uh, government is a, a set of rules and a population is a large number of objects. And I think when you apply these set of rules, you get the emergent phenomenon of, like, government or society. And I think that's why, like, in the past century, you've seen uh, exponential population growth in some of the bloodiest wars ever been fought in the human history. And I'd just like to get your, your guys' opinion on the idea. So you're saying that uh, that since government is a rule of is, is, is rule by force, that what you get is more people using force? Yeah, essentially. 
What do you think? I, uh, I think there's some validity to that. I think that uh, government's a good system, uh, you know, is, is, is a good, not a great, system for organizing people. I think that uh, organization is a good system for getting things do- some things done. Um, one of those things is fighting wars. Um, if Ian and I decide to fight a war against each other, we've got two guys and we can damage each other however much two guys can damage each other. However, when you get a bunch of guys together and, uh, you know, extort wealth from a bunch of even a large amount of people you can do a exponentially large amount of damage so i don't i don't know that i believe in convergence um as as you said emergence emergence whatever emergence uh, whatever as you know i don't know that i i don't know that i do or don't i just haven't seen much of it besides fish it's uh it's not like the individuals acting it's it's like it's legitimate to say that it's like government's I think that like, uh, can I rephrase this into uh, my understanding of what you're saying based on my current, uh, I guess where I'm at. From my understanding, if if what we're talking about here is a set of rules that affects how uh, people behave, what or or what happens, what we've got is a set of rules and a system that essentially turns people into mindless uh, or as mindless automatons as we possibly can have. Obviously, they have to have certain individual choices they get to make for themselves. But if, but effectively, what we've got is a bunch of people who have sort of given up their ability to critically think and have accepted somebody's set of rules. Now, obviously, there's some of them break some of those rules as they deem appropriate, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. You know, they'll speed or they'll smoke marijuana or they'll drink underage or whatever. But generally, they follow the system to a, a very large extent. And so, therefore, they're not acting upon their own volition, but instead acting upon what it is that the those who control the system would have them do and be. And so, therefore, those who are in control are essentially extracting obedience and and at the same time extracting wealth from these uh, these victims that they don't even realize they're being victimized. So they are sort well, of unconsciously going along in this school mentality where they're turning in the directions they're being told to turn. They've been programmed to turn in. And the well, poly- I, I would go even further and say uh, that there isn't really any victims in the system. It's just uh, even the ones in control are sort of part of the system. That's true. That, they uh, did choose it for themselves, but the circumstances were pretty difficult to break out of well and you also have the politicians they are incented to focus on things that are wrong things that they want to tell people that they can't go out and do so you have a whole society that's focusing on all of the ills and things that are going wrong versus what's right if if you don't believe that just watch an hour of the news one night any other thoughts oh yeah definitely uh but, but uh the, the the reason I bring it up is uh, emergence, I think, also relates to consciousness and the idea that uh, we're all a bunch of atoms creating and bombarding around according to the fundamental laws of nature or whatever. And yep. from that emerges like a consciousness that like you and me. And like, I mean, what, does it does it stop here or does it go further like up? Are we all connected? Is that what you're asking? Well, I mean, does it it attract further? If you think about uh, it, atoms, what makes up atoms? It's vibrating energy. So at our core, we are just energy. So where does the energy that I am versus the chair versus the desk that's in front of me, where does that, where do I stop and where it does doesn't. it end? It doesn't. There's a constant interchange. So then in that sense, are we all connected? I, I think, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like two contradictory perspectives. Right, uh, it's, a, it's a dichotomy, right, where we are yeah. all connected, but at the same time we are all in some way independent of one another as right. far as our consciousness is concerned. At least that's yeah, my I, understanding. I think, that's, I think that's essentially what government is, is a dichotomy. 
What can you explain that a little more? Uh well, I mean it's it's uh <laughs> <laughs> think about Not it. Really. Call call us back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grant, for the call. Good discussion. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL C A I toll free line. And you know when you when you talk about something like, well, everybody's connected Somebody who's kind of been schooled in the libertarian mode of thinking where it's all mm. about the individual can look at that and say, well, that's communist. Well, no, it's actually an observation of reality. It, right? it, it, well, it is. And it's a way that I think some of these things that just seem like they're too good to be true happen to just line up over and over for in my life. Certainly, there, I practice the law of attraction. It's something I really believe in. And it, and it has amazing results in my life. And I think it's because of my thought or the the energy, I guess, that I'm vibrating out. Uh, people respond to that and interact with it at some level. I don't know what it is, but some really amazing things just kind of happen and line up in my life. I, I have to say, I've seen it. I've seen it myself before I even knew what the concept mm-hmm. was, and when I only had sort of the basic ideas of how to how to live life. Uh, I've seen things happen that were exactly what I envisioned them to happen. But I, I don't want to get too deep into this because, well, first of all, I know there are a lot of the listeners out there that are rolling their eyes. <laughs> They're very skeptical about this. There's been a, a, a big debate on the BBS, and very rarely does anybody actually ever call in to voice their uh, their objections or their thoughts about this uh, this concept. You know, this idea that, and correct me if uh, you know if, if you don't agree with my. Uh, v- analysis of the concept you know the idea that essentially your thoughts can actually create your reality and and so is everyone else at the same time yes that's a pretty good way of saying it it's really you're actually in the driver's seat and creating the world as it unfolds around you through your actions and thoughts and ways of being well i like to think of myself as the new messiah there you go. <laughs> well, now the pantheist kind of view is that everything is God, or all that is is essentially God. That there is not some sort of monotheistic being up there sitting in judgment of every single thing that you do. That there's not some specific code that he's you know grading you to say, okay, you've done this wrong. No, now I, you uh, go to eternal torture or whatever. You, in a sense, the pantheist view is that you are God. You are a, a piece of God, a subdivision with a certain right. set of viewpoints and a certain uh, experience that you're out to have or to gain from uh, this this life. So, and I could sit here and I could play the uh, I could play the role of the critic if necessary, but it'd be much better if we had the critics actually call on this. And I know Come they're on, listening because I see them in the chat room. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Because a critic might say something like, "Well, well, how can you say that you're creating your own reality? Obviously, there's an objective reality." Uh, an objective reality. The, the people sure. that believe that that reality is objective instead of what the, the suggestion when you're saying it, you're creating a reality that sounds like it's subjective that you know nothing would exist if it were not for you being there observing. I, I think it's one thing to deny what is. I mean, certainly we're here where we are, and the things that exist certainly exist today. That's not to say that from this point forward that I can't go and start creating and working towards whatever it is I want to see in the world. Right, and and you know, like one might say, oh well, you believe in the law of attraction take a coin flip it I feel 10 times one, yeah. and you know <laughs> you just think think heads the whole time and uh you know i'll give you i'll give you some money if you come out anything more than seven you know seven flips one way or the other now the question is not whether or not i can affect a coin flipping the question is whether or not i can have the outcome that i want to have whether i can create a world that has the outcome that i want to have can I go out and make a two-headed coin? You're darn right I can. If I focus my energy on it, can I have all heads? Yes, I can. 
Thank you very much. Okay, but but and and of course the question of the skeptical question of well if you flip a coin a hundred times then if you believe that you create your own reality then you should be able to make it land heads up every single time and yes Mark that's cer- certainly a realistic workaround way to uh, to answer that question the other thing is the suggestion there is that well just by thinking you can alter the laws of physics which are kind of like a, a set of ground rules that we're all playing in this realm by. You know, you cannot go and jump off of a building, think that you can fly, and all of a sudden the laws of physics are going to reverse simply because you thought about that. But if you invent some kind of uh, gravity-defying machine, you can fly. That's true. 800-259-9231, hour two's coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want if you dial the toll-free number. That is 800-259-9231. That's the CAI toll-free line. As again, we launch here in hour two. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Uh, Join us, by the way, on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Also, don't forget to uh, join Sam over on his website, obscuredtruth.com. Now, that'll basically take you to a YouTube subscription page, uh, which is well worth subscribing to and you can see what sam's been up to uh, always busily working on things i know uh, you're in the middle of, midst of setting up a studio right now so you're not spending too much time on the editing i deck. am i so. have several things in the can that uh, really good protests and things that have happened here in Keene that i am looking forward to getting published out there soon so more coming soon at obscuredtruth.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want we'll start things out with dan in new jersey dan you're on free talk live with ian sam and mark hey guys hey there hey Hey, um, yeah, I was uh, calling. Uh, I've got some some uh, thoughts on law of attraction. Um, all right, before all, we before we go on, I mean, just because we've got people that are just now tuning in, Dan, how would you define law of attraction so so we can make sure we're all on the same page? Well, law of attraction, as I understand it, is um, the belief that we all have uh, a determining factor in the outcome of of the universe that all of your thoughts, whether good or bad, uh, attract certain circumstances to your life. Wait, when you say we all, do, does that mean that other people influence uh, the outcome of your life? That, that's the way uh, the law of attraction uh, uh, reads to, to me. Okay, I mean, so you don't believe then that you're in control of your own destiny, that other people influence well, it? Well, we're not talking about what I believe right now. We're talking about my, the question well, we're was, trying what, to is, get your... what is my understanding of the law of attraction? Yes. Okay. So, okay. and I'm trying to so, clarify. Hold on, Dan. I'm trying to clarify that to make sure I understand. Okay. You 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 did but say you that we. just asked me what I believe, and I'm telling you what the uh, my understanding of the law of attraction is. Okay. So, but and you believe that you're so are not you asking completely me what in control. I understand about the law of attraction or what I believe. Either one. If you want to distinguish the two, that'd be great. Okay. Um, the the law of attraction, as I understand it, is that everyone affects the universe, right? So that if I desire something uh, enough, and I I uh, wish upon a star. Ima- 
Yeah, yeah <laughs> if I believe that, if I want that outcome, that the universe will provide it. Hmm. Okay. I don't okay. think that that's uh, that, that, that doesn't seem to be uh, too far from what I believe. You know what I believe it's the, close. Uh, the, the I, definition to be. I don't know that the universe is going to provide it. I think the universe will up line up the for opportunities you. for you to create it. So you have to open the doors in order to make that desire become law, reality. Yeah, the law okay. of attraction is not going to drop well, anything into this, your lap. This is, this is where I start having some some questions, and and maybe right. I just don't understand it well enough. But uh, it to me the, the law of attraction argument starts out very reasonable, mm-hmm. uh, where you say. Uh, well, if you want something, you take positive steps to make that come about in your life. Um, for example, Free Safe Project is a, is a great example of this. You've got a lot of people who desire liberty in their life who are getting together with other people who desire liberty in their life to, uh, to make that come about, right? Yeah, can, um, I, can I add one thing to that, Dan? Sure. Okay, so what you described, the law of attraction means doing these things, that's step two. Step one is really starts with the being. It, it involves changing yourself and how you perceive the world and how you respond to the outside world. And what that does is in effect, it has the effect of changing the people around you and the way that they respond and interact with you. And if you get the formula right, you can make changes out in the world that bring about what it is you're, you're working towards. But it really starts with having that vision and having that picture of the way you want to see the world and then changing yourself to help bring that about. If I could relate an example so, to that, before before we continue, I could relate an example. Uh, that would be that if you want to bring others to the ideas of freedom, then you should free your mind first. So you need to have right. that understanding complete within yourself before you can be an effective uh, speaker or teacher to uh, help bring other people to that to that viewpoint. So uh, certainly uh, firming up your communications abilities is an important thing to be able to do. And so I think a lot of liberty-minded people understand that inherently, that uh, they have to free themselves in order to free others first. So are, are you saying that... The law of attraction only applies to people who understand it or are actively applying no, it. Absolutely. Well, I not. think that uh, the driving so of do, a, I think that well, to, I, I, uh, no, Dan. I think I, that the driving of a car applies to people who uh, to anybody who gets behind the wheel of a car. Um, but I think that knowing and understanding how to drive a car and uh, you know training yourself and uh, learning from others that you can do a better job at it. Let's talk sure. r- briefly about this idea. You know, the question is, does the law of attraction only apply to those who understand it? Well, no. And the, and the, the, le- the lengthier um, answer to that would be that it's acting at all times. It's a law like the law of gravity. Of course, it's certainly a little more unscientific because there hasn't really been any real way of, of proving it, I guess. Uh, well, except because for all the evidence so, for it is purely anecdotal. So it's, it's acting constantly up, upon you, whether you know it or not. All the and, evidence for gravity was purely anecdotal before they came up with the scientific method oh okay well that makes perfect sense Mark. i'm just saying so, and gravity is still a theory so, isn't well it? going back because we got completely off subject i was still asking a question that does the law of attraction affect people who think and attract negative consequences to themselves sure if, i mean I, th- I think that's true like People who are always in a bad mood, who think negatively, who complain mm-hmm. a lot, generally bad things happen to them, right? Psychology or, would call a lot of that self-fulfilling prophecies, where if, if you are acting negatively and are constantly you know, feeling awful and acting out toward other people in an angry manner, that uh, you're going to get all that back in spades. And so it, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Okay, should we, 
Sam, did you want to explain something before we get to that question? Yeah, I wanted to add one little thing. So the the idea, have you ever woken up on the wrong side of the bed and you you just get in a bad mood and you go out and you're just in this bad mood and all these other bad things start happening to you that day? Well, the, the people that you interact with, the, the universe always says yes. And the idea of the law of attraction, the universe is always saying yes. So it's always giving you what you want, even if you're a good person. Uh, for some reason, you have lined up the circumstances to run really? so, into... Really? So kids who get leukemia, they, they really wanted leukemia? Is that, that what you're saying? They attracted the leukemia to them? <laughs> well, I think that, uh, first that, off, you'd have to... Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think uh, I think what you'd have to do is apply the idea that uh, this is a spiritual journey and that there is an existence of a soul that is greater than um, life today. And so this like there's something to learn from life. Oh, so kids, kids uh, hold who on, get Dan. leukemia did something bad in their past life. So, no, Dan, no, so Dan like tell me something. Wait a second. He asked a question that I want to want to handle first. Right. Um, no, kids from um, with leukemia didn't do anything bad that they're being punished for or anything like that. What they're doing is they're experiencing something. Ever read? Have you ever read a book about a child with leukemia? Uh yeah. Okay. Um. Now that that level of experience. I mean, I've read stories. I can't say that I've, I've read an entire book, but I've have read you read a book about a child who's had a bad leukemia. experience? Have you read a book about a child who had a bad experience? Yeah, yeah, sure. Great. Sure. So um, that is about the level of commitment that the spirit has to the uh, the physical realm in the sense that, hey, you're experiencing this. There's something to learn. You'll have, uh, you know, entertainment and all that other stuff. Dan, do you think, oh, right. do you think people – Dan. Here's my problem. Here's my problem, guys, is that law of attraction sounds great on the surface, okay? Obviously, people who are confident, who take action – get what they want. We see this all the time. Successful CEOs, successful actors, anyone, I mean, they don't even have to be rich and famous. Anyone who is happy in their life, who is getting, they're, they're working their dream job, even if they're a teacher or a fireman or, or whatever, you know, we can see how they applied some of these concepts from law of attraction to their life and they, they got what they wanted. Certainly. But it quickly diverges from something that is completely realistic into you know, this metaphysical just BS. Okay, Dan, do you believe... Hold on, Dan. Dan, we've let you talk. I read a book. (laughs) I'm reading a book about law of attraction, right? Okay, Okay. which one? And uh, this says that the universe only responds to positives. So if I'm riding a bicycle and I see a ditch and I think I don't want to fall into that ditch, the universe perceives want, fall, ditch. And the next thing you know, I've fallen into a ditch because that's what the, the universe only works in positive. And Dan, you're and reading a, a book. Bunk. You're reading a book that describes the law of attraction in terms of positive and negative. Sorry, those are judgment calls, and uh, the law of attraction is not about judgment. We'll come back with more. Hang on. 800-259-9231. He is a, uh, an, a good opponent. We'll keep him on the line and more with you, your calls as well coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 
800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Live streams are there. Broadband version, dial-up, and webcam versions of the show are all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. Again, AdamEve.com. You know what that free gift is? No, I don't. Me either. To be anything at AdamEve.com. All right. Mm. So, 800-259-9231. Back to your calls where we are continuing a discussion here with Dan in New Jersey. And, Dan, you're back on the amp line with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Okay, uh, d- Sam, should we let Dan go, or did you want to con- jump yeah, back Dan, to something? Yeah, Dan, we no, kind of cut go you ahead. off. Sam, Sam, Sam was making a point uh, about how this this book, written by a you know a supposed authority in law of attraction, um, wasn't Wait, explaining it right or something. What's the book? Oh, 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 your book. The, your see the it had to do with right and wrong. Let, let me just ask you a question, Dan, to, to understand a little more. Do you believe that deaf people, kids that are deaf, are handicapped? Do do I believe that deaf kids are handicapped? Yeah, because they can't hear. I mean, they're not like us. Well, isn't life richer being able to hear things and music and all that stuff? Isn't it better for you? Um, well, I think that I mean we do use the word handicapped or maybe disabled to, to mm-hmm. describe people who can't hear. That doesn't mean they can't compensate for their not hearing. What? Well, what do you think? It's possible that somebody who's deaf might actually think it's better than the people who can actually hear? Because, you know, uh, there are people who are deaf who see it not as a handicap but as a gift. Remember the story we read a while back from the kids that wanted to, I think they were wanting to have children and the state kept taking them away? They didn't see it as being handicapped. They saw it as a gift. They had peace and solitude and were able to uh, gather their thoughts or, you know, just live in their own world. Yeah, that, that's great, but do you think their parents were attracting their kids being taken away by the state? Uh, Why was that happening to their family? Certainly. Dan, I think that you're being combative on it, and that's fine. Um, the, but the idea well, that... Well, I mean, I'm calling it opposition, Mark. That's kind of the point. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, <laughs> the, the idea that the world, that I shape the entire world and I make it all, you know, not, not the way I see law of attraction. And for me, law of attraction is an empowering place to come from. I don't, will I bet Jack's life that the law of attraction's true? No, but I, I'd like to have a powerful place to come from, and, I th- and it, so it works for me. The idea that I control every little thing that happens, in reality, not so. I mean, circumstances come up, and that's what makes life rich, full, and interesting. And, Dan, it seems like you're going back to the idea of, uh, well, if, if people are thinking positively, how could bad things happen to good people? Is that kind of where you're coming from? Um, well, no, I... I mean, in a way, I, I suppose, but uh, that's what I'm way, hearing. I guess I, w- I would say it is, you know, you're, you're saying that this is a law that applies to everyone. The negative attracts the, the negative and positive affects the, the, uh, the positive. So why do, yeah, why, why do seemingly good people attract these things? Why, why do kids get cancer? And it seemed like Mark was trying to make some kind of, of point about, well, you know, uh, maybe it's some kind of blessing in disguise. Like yeah, this, well, let's this, take... Uh, let's this take... seven-year-old girl who's suffering with leukemia in her long, uh, you know, spiritual journey of, of many lives is really learning something important. 
from uh, her pain and suffering, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to reject that. That's, okay, so uh, right. I, I'm not going to put let's... A, a stamp of approval on a child's suffering ever in this life and a million lives. You know, there's a lot of parents out believe. there that say, um, what you're doing is you're discounting the feelings of a lot of parents out there that say that they find uh, that they find their child in whatever differently abled circumstance they're in to be a real blessing in their life, that that person being in their life in that circumstance is a, is a blessing to them, and it's been very positive. Well, but but Mark, you're, that, that, that's great, Mark. I mean, I'm not going to reject the idea that we can take bad circumstances in our lives and make the best of them. But uh, I mean, what you're, you're well, saying now that, you're calling uh, circumstances uh, bad, Dan. You, who are you to stand in judgment over those circumstances being bad? For instance, I went to prison for not, eight and a half Jack, years. People, Jack gets, Jack gets leukemia. That's not a bad thing, Mark. I would consider your, it. Your, your son has cancer. That, I would that's consider okay. it You're negative. Learn something from it. Absolutely, I will learn something from it, and likely he will have um, some spiritual value too um, from it. And so I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to look at it from that angle. Yes, I see it the same way you do, but I also find um, so something happen? in uh, just a second, Dan. Did, I also find in my life so that people. Dan, just just hold on, just one second. Okay, sure. I want to um, you know point something that sounds really bad out. I went to prison for eight and a half years, spent a long time there, grew and learned in prison. Many people will say to me, "Oh my God, you lost your young adulthood or your childhood, or but that was such an important growth period, or because it was the time from eighteen to twenty-eight or whatever." And they'll they'll act like I've lost that. They'll feel heartbroken in, upon hearing that news. Whereas I I think to myself I didn't I didn't lose that. I I had different circumstances in that time frame. Do you understand? I mean, like it's almost. I'm not saying it is. It almost insulting, saying that you know oh that's bad that you went to prison. No, I I learned a lot. Life was you know it was okay. Dan, my ex- so why not why not go back? Well, you might learn something the next. He's next moved on. He doesn't need that at this point. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Okay, that that doesn't make any sense at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, how about this one? My ex-girlfriend had leukemia. Okay, and I have never met anyone ever who has cherished life, who understood the gift that every moment is, that every interaction with another person is. I've never seen someone just go out and suck up life and take it for all it's worth because she had leukemia, because she realized that life is truly a gift, that it's not something to be taken for granted. Do you think she would have gotten that had she not ever had leukemia or been diagnosed or found out? No. It, here's the thing, guys. Is I'm, I'm by no means saying that people can't take the learn from experiences that happen to them, okay? If, if they're otherwise suffering, if they're in pain, they can take a, a, a uh, experience that every, every other person, uh, apparently aside from you three guys, would say is a bad <laughs> experience, okay? They're in pain. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like pain. Pain isn't good, okay? Pain, so pain is an indicator from the world. Pain, pain bad, uh, you know, uh, good feelings are good. Feeling good is good. Okay. How would you, um, here's a question though for you. How would you know what good felt like if you'd never felt pain? How would you know what I I don't know if a tree falls in the forest? No, what, no, 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 no. You don't get no, the question. No, no. The, the question is argument. that if there was no pain, if there was no bad, how would you know what good was? Uh because your baseline experience of not feeling good. I mean, I I'm going to oh. assume that you're not talking about some hypothetical where uh, where you're just in a constant state of, of euphoria, um, 
but wherever your baseline experience would be less than good. If you were in a constant mean that you're state experiencing of, a, a crushing bone at the moment. If but, you were Dan, if you were in a constant state of euphoria, you wouldn't know that it was euphoria because it would be all that you that ever know. You have nothing to compare it to. Thanks, Dan. Good conversation. Eight hundred. Going to make room for somebody else here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You wouldn't know what a baseline was if all you well, had would just be what baseline is. Baseline would be euphoria. Yeah. Okay, right. But you, how would you categorize what that was? You could compare it. More coming up. Free talk live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And the features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Again, shrine.com. FreeTalkLive.com. You know that email is not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing PrivacyHarbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative, guaranteed. <laughs> Sign up for a free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. All right, toll-free, 800-259-9231. So we're going to continue here, uh, taking your calls about anything. And uh, just real quick, was looking at the chat room, the AMP-only chat room during the break, where a number of the critics of the uh, the, the concept of law of attraction uh, are residing at the moment. Why, why do you care so much about this? What people <laughs> think about the law of attraction? Well, well, it's an interesting discussion. Don't you think we've been having an interesting discussion here? I, I guess. I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to smear anything in their faces either, because I don't like the feeling of getting it smeared in mine. For instance, um, I, you know, t- today Bile sent me a, a little uh, link to a pen and um, pen and teller thing, sort of, uh, you know, letting me know that, oh, this this uh, stuff that you believe that isn't uh, founded by uh, you know science is it's just gobbledygook, and then uh, it can be dangerous. Another link to show how dangerous it can be because. Um, you know, believing in ghosts, some guy in India killed, uh, I don't know, 70 women or something, something. So therefore stuff, uh, belief in supernatural will get you bad results. You know, and I, it's one thing to do it on the uh, BBS where that's, that's where people are supposed to discuss these things. But wait, no, I think it's something important to do it here because it's... Oh, I don't, I don't think that it's when not When we true talk here, about but, these ideas, people have certain things that will shoot through their minds and they'll object and they'll think the objections, but they'll never get on the air. Dan managed to, uh, to throw out a number of them, and mm-hmm. the objections are being voiced in the chat room. Maybe they'll come out of, the, out of this next call, maybe they won't. But I just wanted to throw them out there real quick so we could continue this discussion. Uh, and it's a discussion you can change simply by calling in. Uh, but basically, what what some are saying is that we're talking about the law of attraction. We're specifically talking with Dan about the idea of, well, what about people that get hurt? What about uh, people that have uh, negative experiences? Are you saying that that's really just something that you're supposed to learn something from? And what about the person that was actually experiencing those negative experiences? How did they attract those to themselves? Lots of questions surrounding this. And from what we were saying, uh, Rillian in the chat room says, funny, I remember Ian calling Mother Teresa a horrible person for allowing people to keep suffering because she saw value in it. 
Well, there's nothing wrong with me making a judgment call or, or creating an opinion of, of what I think of what another person does. And similar to what she said, uh, Dan, who is also in the chat room, says that, so you guys can't really speak out against government oppression because victims of the government are learning important lessons. Um, can you, in a video game, can you uh, pick sides as to who you want to win, or in a movie or in a book? Can you, can you root for a hero and a villain? Can you decide that the actions of these fictitious characters are good or bad you can and you can either keep your mouth shut about it or you can speak out about it and so we observe what is going on in the world around us and we want to bring people's attention to it so in hopes that those things will stop in the future how many fortune 500 companies hire a college grad fresh out of college to be a ceo none none None. why doesn't have the experience experience. because they don't have the experience because they can't accomplish the great things that they have down coming down the road in their life without having to go through the struggle and the trials and and learn about themselves and be able to find what it is within themselves in order to start creating things out in the world here's a really tough one for you sam uh since you've got all the answers oh boy uh here's one (laughs) tough one and we'll get right to the phone calls after this one rillian says if you get raped the lesson is there are worse things in life than rape and you should be grateful that none of those things happen to you no not quite so rape it's it's an event it's something that happens people's interpretation of it is what they have control of you can't change what's already happened but you can choose some people choose to let it uh, really destroy their lives there's women who get raped and that's pretty much it they can't be in a relationship with men they can never trust a man they don't feel comfortable around men and i feel comfortable walking down the street yeah the idea of a relationship scares them to death there are other women who get raped and they decide, you know what, this is something that has got to change and they are empowered by it and they're able to go out and speak out against it. And they encourage other women to stand up and talk about, hey, this has happened to me too. It gives them the courage to speak out against it. And the more people you have speaking about this and saying, look, here's how it affected my life. This was a horrible event that happened to me. The more likely it is to impact some man who's likely to do that. So... Are you saying, Sam, that it was just a choice in each one of those women as far as how they responded to that violent act? In, in, in some level. I'm not saying that it's a conscious choice that people go down the street and, or, or driving down the street and decide, hey, I think I'll get in a wreck today. But the universe is always saying yes to us. In some aspect of my life, if I get in a car accident, it's because I needed to slow down. I needed to not be you know, somewhere else. I, I don't know everything all of the I'm, I'm not obviously aware of all of my thoughts if i was then i would have exactly what i want so the law of attraction is really the process of uh looking at yourself at your beliefs at your opinions and what you make up about the events the the what is and finding a more uh, effective way to interpret that let's go to your phone calls and talk to dave in ohio listening to waais hello dave I let the old man weigh in on this. Um, <laughs> All right. How old are you, Dave? 42 almost. Yeah, you got me beat. Yeah, when Helen Keller was asked, would she rather have her sight yes. or hearing, she said neither. Really? She did. She considered her disability an ability. Yeah, you know, and another thing that one can look at from this standpoint is Helen Keller is a, she's a pivotal, important figure in history. Because she's deaf, she was deaf and blind. 
She's for no other reason. I mean, and I suppose how she reacted to it. There's certainly been other deaf blind people. So you you take the combination of the fact that she's deaf and blind and how she reacted to it, and she's an important, inspirational person in history. Yes. Yep. And um, sometimes when I'm in town walking, I can not say who I am, and people will know instantly. Hey, I I know you. And sometimes I can walk into places and. Not say a word, and they wouldn't recognize me. So it's laws of attraction. Hey, Dave, how how do you feel about um, where you're at in life? Do you feel like you know you've been dealt this awful hand, and it's just not fair? Or what are your thoughts on it? I'm really curious. Well, years ago, I thought I was dealt a bad hand. I felt worthless, hopeless. I was even even at the point of well, killing myself. Yeah, but oh, man. Not now. What happened? My outlook changed. I began seeing things differently. Yeah, hey, this this is the law of attraction. I, this is what it comes down to at its core. The one thing you have control over is you. You yep. get to define your perspective, your interpretation of what is, and it's simply choosing the most effective interpretation for you. If you're not feeling something good, then just shift your perspective and shift your feelings step by step until you can get to that place. Right. And that sounds like what you did. I mean, it sounds to me, I and mean, I'm speculating here, you can tell me if I'm, if I'm off or not, but it sounds to me like you were probably raised surrounded by people who told you a story about how, oh, well, Dave, you're never going to make it. Dave, you're going to have a tough time. Dave, yep. you're, you know, you're crippled or you're you're uh, you're having a you know you you you're just different Dave you're different and that's, that's right. a bad thing Dave and so you came to believe what it was that they told you but then at some point something changed for you and I don't know what it was and if you want to in, enlighten us as to what that process was like for you I'd, I'd be interested in hearing it but something changed to allow you to make that shift in your mind and now here you are today a much more positive uh, person as a result of it and probably much uh, you know more successful too well, seeing how people reacted to others, I, something clicked, and I saw how people were treating each other, and now I speak out on that everyone has rights. Nice. Thank you, Dave. Always appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And you can bring up whatever you want. Hopefully you'll speak out about your thoughts on anything. That's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, and if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom, because, darn it, that's important. Uh, and uh, you get perks, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All of the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com, so get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. It's Dale in New Hampshire uh, from anarchyandyourhead.com. Hello, Dale. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I, wanna, I do want to talk about 
the stuff that I take issue with, but I shouldn't say you can take issue. It's just the portion that I disagree with. But I, 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 it's more important to me that I, I want to end on a positive note because there's like 90% of what you guys are talking about that I agree with. Okay. And I think that's the more important part, frankly. I can come. Um, yeah. So, like, the, the, the part, part I have issue with really is, and I think it's important to address this, it's kind of like when, it's kind of like when in the drug war they, they, they talk about how horrible pot is to scare kids away from it, when in fact they're saying things that aren't actually true, and then the kids find that out, and then they don't trust them on anything anymore. Okay. So I think if you, if, you, if you don't address the things that people take issue with for good reason, then, then they're going to reject the whole message. And I think the message is good. So, I mean, the, the, I think where you lost me, Sam, is what you, you started talking about your girlfriend who had leukemia and how much she learned from that experience and how, she, how much she appreciated life for it. Yes. And you talked about women who had been raped. And there the two different directions that could go. You had people who were damaged by it. And you had people who who learned from it and moved no, no, on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me. Can I just correct one little thing in your what you said sure. there? Okay. You said there are people who learn from it and people who are damaged by it. Nobody was damaged by it. They chose to I mean, they allow themselves. To they chose the to they interpret to it. it as ruining their life, and therefore the law of attraction gives them. Well, this ruined my life, and I can't be in relationships anymore. But it, it yeah, it's I'm still choice. I'm conceding that. I agree okay. with you there. I think that. I think that they can either, uh, they can either, you know, they can either move on or not. How they react to that external experience is how they interpret. How they interpret. There's a difference between reacting and interpreting. One is deliberate; the other is not. The other is right. just going subconscious and right. Reactions reacting. are typically be, uh, based on your uh, prior indoctrination or what is it, whatever your it is. Your exactly. Yeah. yeah, and see, that's where I, that's one of the things that where I'm with you on because I think there's this. Big difference on. Uh, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but there's a difference between. Uh, what, you know, most of us are very reactive to the world around us, yes. and we a lot we lot to control us, and we we go into jobs that we don't really like because we're convinced that that's what we're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. and things like that, and we're not internally motivated by our true passions. People and have so been trained for that. I mean, that's what the government system yeah. is doing. It, it it takes the ability for people to interpret out. It it removes critical thinking. It essentially does turn you into this kind of uh, reactionary that you just kind of bounce around throughout the circumstances that life uh, puts in front of you without realizing that indeed it's you that's uh, that's that's creating well, that. Well, and, and let me just talk about the part I had to take issue with, because I agree with everything you just said. Okay. And the part I take issue with was when you started talking about if you're in a car accident that you somehow caused it. And I think it, it's – I'm not – I understand that um, applying these principles, and I believe that applying these principles will lead to tremendous success in your life in terms of achieving your goals. And, and I think there's good reason for that that doesn't require – some of the mystical portions that, that a lot of people are going to reject, I, including myself. You know, and I, some I, people, I they, you know, and rejecting or, or accepting the mystical portions is, is you know, that's it's fine. Um, it doesn't really matter in the in the course of this law of attraction thing. You would agree that having a... It po- doesn't matter when you're trying to convince someone, though. If you're dwelling on the I'm mystical not. portion and no one sees evidence for the mystical... For these mystical aspects of it's it. Not like, a, I mean, it doesn't matter to us whether yeah, people believe right, this. Right. I, I am not trying to convince you, Dale. I'm only uh, trying to give you my no, experiences and, and just tell you about not. it. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about a car wreck that I had once, though. Um, with uh, you know, a couple of weeks prior to this car wreck, and I really do in my personal life, and it's just a belief. It's not true. Um, I attribute this 
you know, as the reason. I, uh, you know, thought that my car hit about 140,000 miles. I decided, you know, I better start looking for a new car. Who knows how long this thing will last? 140,000 miles is a lot of miles. I better start looking for a new car. Within, eh, I'd say two weeks. I, I don't want to be, you know, um, completely accurate, but that kind of that thing was on my mind for a while, and I was, uh, you know, just sideswiped on the interstate at 75 miles an hour. The car was totaled, and I needed to get a new car. Like maybe I created that for myself. Well, it's certainly possible. I mean, it's possible that um, and there's any number of things that are possible in the universe. I mean, you know, in Men in Black, the entire universe was inside a marble, and that's possible. Uh, in The Matrix, we were all living in a computer program. That's right. possible. I think we're uh, in somebody's nineteen. Psychokinesis, and that we're manipulating all the events in the universe, that, and, and that's happening to us. That is possible. I, but there's Dale? no particular reason to believe in any any particular possibility without the evidence for it. And I'm saying that the law of attraction, most ninety percent of it is explainable and makes sense uh, without, without that. And so I, don't, I, that, I, I see no reason to presume that I am controlling every event that happens to me. I do understand that... Who is, that Dale? If you're not, who is? There's a, there's a, there's a million, million, there are millions of other people in the, in the world besides me. There are events oh, happening okay. in the universe that are outside of my control. I can't control... Dale, the vast majority of what's happening in the universe. What, but. What's more empo- empowering to you? What what positions more empowering for you? What works best? I'm not talking about what's true. I'm talking about what works. What's more empowering? Like the I world's happening, the and I can't do anything about. Wait, 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 Dale, 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 here's the question, Dale. Wait, Dale. Here's the question. Here's the question. The the, okay. the question is, you know, here's two positions. Which one's more powerful? The, the world is happening, and I can't do a damn thing about it, or I control everything. Why do you get – that's a false dichotomy. No, it's nothing. I, it's I a question. I, I reject those two choices. I mean, I reject that those are the only choices I have. Okay, Dale. I'm not, well, here's – You here's could just, say he was in the middle somewhere where he controls a lot. Well, I but, can't – I mean, is it not empowering to acknowledge – to know reality and be, and be equipped to deal with it? To know whose reality? Uh, your reality is your subjective, Your experience with me is that I can't deal with reality? Pardon? Your experience with me is that I can't deal with reality. I, I don't understand. What do you? I don't do you think that you, I cannot deal with reality? That? What did I say to imply that? Well, I'm saying that you're saying that it's empowering to be able to deal with reality. I'm saying I I'm of the opinion that I control no, everything in the choices, world. No, you Mark. I'm addressing your choices that you gave me. You I'm gave telling me a you. False dichotomy. Well, I'm in control of everything in the entire universe, or I have no control. Okay, Mark. I want and to correct. Hold on, Dale. Hold on, Dale. <laughs> All right, Mark, I want to correct one thing that you're saying. You're saying that you control everything. I should everything. say I, I'm at cause in the matter. but I, I, Well, not at cause, but responsible. The, 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 at the core of the law of attraction is this concept of responsibility, and here's what it boils down to. If I this am, is a tough one, by the way. I, I'm still working <laughs> on it. Ian's still struggling with this I don't like the terminology one. responsible. Okay. You can, yeah, you go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I am 100% responsible for everything that happens in the universe, the difference put from that position and there are all these other people out in the world doing different things and they just have this impact on my life and I'm powerless to do anything about it, that's the difference in 100 kind of Hold on, Dale. Hold on, mm-hmm. please. All right. The difference is in 100% responsibility, there is possibility for me to change what is 
when it's other people doing it and I have no control over it, there is zero possibility. I am a victim and there's nothing I can do about it. So which place is more powerful, more effective for you personally to come from? One of responsibility or the false dichotomy. Which is what? Rephrase Mark's false dichotomy. What's the false dichotomy? Please explain it to me. You, that I have, that I am, but from your explanation you just gave me, I am the only entity in the universe. You do not exist. No. It's like that whole position, there's no one else in the universe, they have no impact on me whatsoever. And that's simply, I mean, why? No, Dale. I mean, that's, an, that's an absurdity. Uh, Dale, here's, here's, an, here, here's an idea. Take for a second a remote control car. And have you ever played with one before? Sure. Okay. So you have the controller, right? What if there were two controllers? Then... Each person would be able to turn the car. The car would respond in some manner or another to um, the turning. So if, if you're turning left, I'm turning right, the car probably wouldn't go any direction at all, right? Um, but if you're, you're turning left, I'm turning left, the car goes left. If, uh, you know, if you're not doing anything and then I push the reverse, the car goes in reverse. So we both have complete control over the car in that respect. Does that make some sense? But how does that tie into the 100% responsibility? Uh, yeah, you're, I'm sort of trying to figure out how this relates. <laughs> Who is the car? What is the car analogous to? I... The car is the analogous to the universe or everything in it. The, the car is what is. We are at choice as to how we shape the, the path and the direction of the car. That's, I think, Mark's analogy. So you're 100% responsible, but so am I, and yeah. so is Mark, and yep. so is Dale. Yep. So it's not that you're... <laughs> it's very hard to get you know, to. It lies, the answer lies in possibility. If everyone takes 100% responsibility, the possibilities for changing what is are greatly increased. Thanks, Dale, for the call. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So over the last hour or so of the show, we've been talking about law of attraction but more than that uh more than law of attraction the you know, kind of the concept of uh, pantheism the idea that everything is god all of us are god that sort of uh idea also the the concept of creation that you are creating your own reality and so is everyone else uh, so we've been kind of just in this metaphysical realm i guess uh i guess you could say and a lot of people that are listening to this show are very skeptical uh, of this, and luckily we've had the skeptics calling in tonight to uh, to call us out and ask the tough questions, because it's through conversation that people can come to uh, understand things, and uh, or at the very least, whether you agree with it or not is up to you to decide. But at least then you could better understand where it is that that we are coming from. I, I think it works. Uh, there's a lot of corollaries to the to the way people come around to the idea and message of of liberty. It it takes really being willing to take an honest look at your beliefs and your values. Values and where those came from and how you made them up and being willing to honestly evaluate them and say, is this still effective? Is this still a, a belief that I want to hold on to? 
So some of the critique has uh, the recent critique was, well, you guys are, you know, I 90 percent of it. I agree with what you're saying that you know, we can we can create pretty much what we want for ourselves and being positive is good. And uh, and and making uh, deciding to feel better is a, is a choice that you can make. And so lots, a lot of people are agreeing. Uh, but then, you know, there's that last 10 percent of the super metaphysical kind of concepts that just are very hard to deal with. And as every as an example uh, for me being relatively new to these ideas within the last couple of years, kind of coming around to them and being certainly very skeptical up front, but at the same time unable to deny the evidence that I'd seen in my life for these things. So just coming closer and closer and, and to and continuing to understand more and more about these ideas. One of the ones you just described at the end of the last hour, Sam, this idea of 100% responsibility, this is the, probably the most recent step for me is is, is taking the step to, to really kind of understanding this. Because coming from the individualist perspective as a liberty-minded person would want to come from or would be coming from, having someone say, well, you're 100% responsible for uh, for you know the bombings that are going on in, in Pakistan is a pretty shocking statement. Uh, it's something that a liberty-minded person who's an individualist is going to recoil back and say, whoa, 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 how can you say I'm responsible? I didn't push the What the did you do that, to stop it? I didn't push the button that uh, dropped the bombs. I didn't order those men to, to go over there. I'm against the war. I've rallied against the war. I'm. How could I possibly be 100% responsible for it? And I thought Mark's example with the RC car was kind of interesting because it really helped tie it together for me, I think. I am uh, a super genius. And the idea was <laughs> that essentially the RC car, you and I, Mark, we both have, or all three of us, Mark and Sam and I, all have controllers for the RC car. And uh, we're all working the controls, and the RC car is going to do a certain thing as as a result of that. So you were, the analogy there was that the RC car was the universe, and that or all life of us, or whatever, and that all of us have, or the circumstances, uh, that all of us have the controllers, and therefore we're 100% responsible for the direction this world is going in. Whether it's the direction we want it to go in or not is certainly a, a a good question and that that all has to do with what the other people with the controllers believe and how they feel and no it all has to do with the impact that you have on the other people using the controllers if you were to get out in front of these folks and say look here's where i want to take the car can we work together and take the car over here good chance there's a good chance that the car is going to get where you want it to go versus if you're just trying to do it by yourself and especially if you're just sitting there saying, well, other people are controlling the car and I, I can't really, I can, I can do little things here, but I'm just, I, I don't have any real right, say I'm a victim over this of car. What, I'm a it's victim of fault. what these other people are doing yeah. to the car, whereas you can influence those other people to do what you're hoping that they'll do, to come to the same conclusion about what should happen with the car. And, and that's, you know, from a larger perspective, from a liberty perspective, that's what those who love liberty are trying to do is, yep. or they are doing, is they're getting out there and they're putting their voices out there, whether it's on the internet or whether it's on radio or television or in, in print or to their friends and their family members or their co-workers, and they're talking about how it is the car's going off in the wrong direction and that uh, what we need to do is respect our neighbors, honor our neighbors' choices, and uh, come around to that new level of consciousness that is really truly allowing our neighbors to be free so we, in point of fact, can have that freedom for ourselves and then the car will go off in a different direction, in a direction that, you know, the universe will go in a direction that will be unhindered growth and wealth creation and far more, you know, longer living and all kinds of wonderful things that we, we don't have today because there's just so much, you know, there's so much anger and misunderstanding and so many problems. 
Am I, have I rambled too much? No, I think that's a good summary. All right, let's continue with your phone calls here at 800-259-9231. So we go to Matt, who is on the line in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, good evening, sir. Okay, here's the direction I want it to go in. Words are very important. I want it to stop being called the law of attraction. (laughs) That is a very poorly chosen wording All right, what's what your, you guys have been talking about. What's your suggestion? Well, when I was growing up, we called it the power of positive thinking. Okay. And yeah, I, we talked I don't disagree. about how positive thinking was a good thing. We never talked about how mm, everything that you think and believe is attracted to you because that's simply not true. There's things that I think and believe all the time that have not happened that maybe will not happen, maybe will. So what's getting in the way? I bet they won't. I try my best. I do my best. I think positively. But that does not mean that they're going to materialize. Well, no, you're not thinking positively. You're thinking that uh, no matter how hard you think about it, some of these things will not happen. So you're getting exactly what you want. And the universe is saying, yep, Matt, you're right. Here you go. You're not getting it. No. Oh, okay. no, no, it's not that way. way. It's not that way. You guys don't get it. This is not an absolute. You guys are treating this like it's an absolute. Let's say. Let's say it is. Matt, do you think you're conscious world. of everything that you're asking for right now? Yes. Really? Yes, do you I think do. there? Do you think that uh, there are people who want uh, money really, I've really bad? Trained, that, I've been Matt, trained Matt. in this stuff probably better than a lot of other people. Okay. And Let me, I've had training in this stuff, and I understand it. And Matt, I, can I, I ask I you a question that will help pop, clarify? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Do you think there are people out there who really want to be wealthy? They think they should have a lot of money that they deserve it. Yes. Okay. What's? Why don't those people have it? Yeah. There's, there's a, a gazillion people out there that are like that, and there's a gazillion different reasons why. What do you think most people's relationship with money is? You, would what you say I it's positive or negative? Do you think most people think of money and think, oh, this is great. I have unlimited abundance and wealth coming into my life, and um, you know this, this area is just growing? Or do you think, no, oh, God, I've got bills. Exactly. What do they focus on? What do they focus on? Yeah. There's a million gazillion different people out the, there in the, the world, and a million gazillion different people are focusing on different things. Right, but primarily, would you say they focus on the abundance of wealth that they're creating in their life or all the bills coming in that they can't pay? Do you think people maybe make up things about... I would say about... that prim- primarily, people are focusing on different things. Okay, now where does and that come from? Put it, and I would not try to specify. Let me ask you a question before you go on with this, okay. because you're not going to get a straight answer from me on this. <laughs> do you believe in the seen and the unseen? What do you mean by the seen and the unseen? Do you have any concept of what Mary Ruart's the seen and the unseen is, or, or, or the, the, the liberty concept of the seen and the unseen? Yeah, the, the idea the, that, the, it's the idea that, uh, you know, when government takes, for as one example, when government takes a bunch of money from you, the unseen is what you could have done with that money. Right, when you turn exactly, left. Exactly. So, okay, let me take this one step further, okay? When you talk about the law of attraction, what everybody points to is successes and failures and specific Example, like Ian, I've seen it happen in my life, okay? 
Well, that's because he's seen it. What he hasn't seen and what you haven't seen and what people are, seem to, to forget is that there are people who follow these rules just like they say, and it doesn't work for them. We'll come back uh, with more here, and if Nat wants to hang through, we'll bring him back as well. 800-259-9231. What about all the failures? We'll address that in moments. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And in addition to that, I need to tell you about our friends at LegalZoom. Oh, hang on a second there. Let's try that. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create your will or a living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com, that's LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 on your order. I've used it. Yeah, um, and it's fast and easy, and I recommend that you go make your will right now if you haven't done that, or uh, living living will, or any of those documents that'll help uh, help your family in the untimely event of your demise. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue discussing the realm of the metaphysical, uh, the power of positive thinking, or is law of attraction a better term for it? That's uh, kind of where the discussion has gone here, and we're going to get into uh, some more objections as we return to the phone calls, uh, but. I think law of attraction suggests there's a little bit more to it than the power of positive thinking. There's certainly, if that's where you want to stop, is that positive thinking is good and I want to think positively, it's going to help. It's going to be a good thing, to, I think, to do in your life. I, who would say that's a bad idea? Uh, but the law of attraction suggests that there's a little more to it. The law of attraction goes about attempting to explain the metaphysical universal forces that, that explain why positive thinking is such a benefit to someone's life. I think it's more of uh, attempting to gain a greater understanding of ourselves and what it is that gets in our way in in our daily lives, the beliefs and subconscious things that are driving our behaviors. It's a way to become conscious and aware of those so that we understand we are choosing to respond a certain way and that 100% of the time we are at choice. So I want to go back to the phones here with Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Now, Matt, just a moment ago, you'd asked a question about, well, it's easy for you guys to sit out there and say this about, oh, you uh, you want to be rich and then you're going to get rich and you just have to think positively about it. But what about all those people who have thought positively about getting rich or, or being wealthy and it didn't work for them? What about those who, who claim that they have you know gone and, and learned about the law of attraction and then they've applied the uh, the concepts to their lives and nothing materialized for them? What, uh, what Did that re- essentially recap what you were getting at there, Matt? In a way, there's a little bit more to it than that, but in a way, let's keep it at that for now. Because there is unseen people. What what the people who are going to argue in favor of the law of attraction are or do is they point at successes and they ignore the failures. They ignore, they make excuses. They say, oh, he did it wrong. What, what oh, are the failures? I don't understand. People who have applied this concept of the law of attraction. It's the same as prayer. 
It's the same as people who believe in God. And if you pray hard enough to God, it will help. It's the same concept. The fact that, 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 hold on, Matt. Do you, do you know anybody in your life who you cease doing something just really destructive to themselves, some behavior that they have or whatever it is where it's just really ineffective for them? Yes, I have. And okay, and do you, do you tell them that, look, here's what you're doing and this doesn't work? Do they, do they say, oh, okay, you're right, and, and change it right away? No, because Why he's not? very successful. Because he's a successful human being. Just because you're destroying yourself, just because you have bad habits, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be unsuccessful at life. No, I, I don't think anybody said there's that. Drunks, there's drug addicts that are very successful, wealthy people with uh, families, and they're very happy. Yes. So it depends on how you're going to define success and destruction. What I define as success and destruction is different from what you describe as success and destruction. Okay. You see, the, the, the whole concept is so nebulous that it's, it can fit into anybody's thought patterns that wants it to fit. It's the same as religion. That's what it is. The law of attraction, as I understand it, as it's written, as it's being presented in this modern age, is nothing more than rehashed New Age stuff from the 70s. So what would and be it's the same so, old religion. What Actually, would be it so goes bad? back a little further than the 70s. It goes back to, you know, the <laughs> well, teachings okay, of Jesus but, but, and what, but I don't. Buddha. But Matt, and, let's let's I'm, say... I'm, I'm, I'm only 49 years old. You, okay. you start going past the 70s and, gotcha. I, and I really Let, have fuzzy, no huh? experience. Let's say that somebody um, created, you know, just said... Let, let's use power of positive thinking as a religion. Let's let's say they did that. What's the it is a religion, right? What's the <laughs> so, worst thing that could happen to the power of posi, pos, in the power of positive thinking being a religion? What's the worst thing that could happen? Right. I mean, do you Somebody see crus, crusades being fought over that? Positive thinking. Here's the worst thing that could happen. Somebody could exercise that power of positive thinking. Something absolutely dreadful happens to be that they had no control over for whatever reason, because there are situations that people get into that they have no control over for whatever reason, and they could Give me end an example. up uh, getting very depressed and killing themselves. I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of bad things happening out there that people do have no control over. Do you I'm think, sorry, do you think people make life. what they're worth? You're really bad at positive thinking if you kill yourself over it. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the worst thing that could possibly happen. You I'm just hypothetical. Right, and I'm idiot, telling you that you're, you're really, that somebody would be really bad at thinking positively if they killed themselves. Killing themselves over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because, you know, they get so disappointed that it didn't work. Uh, for whatever reason. I mean, all kinds of twists and turns happen in a, in a life. The, the problem with the law of attraction, as you guys talk about it, as it's talked about, is that it's absolute. There's these absolutes. If, you know, people get this concept that if you something bad happened to you, it's because you didn't exercise the law of attraction right No, no, no. Off, if something bad, off. Matt, well, that's, Matt, that's hold, the, on, the hold on, hold on. Let me correct that. If something bad happens to you, it's not because you didn't attract, you didn't think positively. It's because you attracted exactly that. And it, bad is a judgment call. Something happened. There you go. So if I'm at work, <laughs> okay. here you go. If I'm at work uh -huh. and I have to deliver a spy camera to work, because this is something that I actually had to do. Okay. So I had to go to a, a hospital. 
and deliver a, a spy camera. Now, I walk into the door, and there's some crazy lunatic. This didn't happen, but I'm just giving you a hypothetical. And there's some crazy lunatic there waving a gun around, and he shoots me in the head, and now I'm dead. Okay. Now, I attracted that to myself somehow. How did that work? I somehow thought, gee, I'd like to die today. Thanks for the call, Matt. When Appreciate the questions and the discussion. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say that you attracted that, but I would say that um, whatever it is, maybe it's because you're depressed after losing a job or whatever. Uh, who knows well, what goes through people's minds? But the universe lines up people that want th- want things to happen. It only says yes. So it will find somebody that wants to shoot somebody else, and it will find somebody that wants to get shot, and it will put them in the same place well, at the same he time. Get shot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that I go that far with it, Sam. I, I I'm sort of of the opinion of the with the RC car analogy again. You control the car, not the ground. All right. Rolls when on. we come back, we've got to go over you know beliefs and how they have come into play here because that's the thing that's missing. Okay, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. You can, again, bring up anything here, though. We have been talking about the realm of the metaphysical here uh, for quite a while, actually, on this program, as the calls continue to come in about it. Uh, But before we continue with the phone calls, Sam, give me a favorite memory from last year's 2008 Liberty Forum. Last year's Liberty Forum. Oh, gosh. Chasing down John McCain? Yeah, jumping in the elevator, getting thrown out. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a blast. Um, Just being around all the people in that environment, the energy that's there is phenomenal. You're not going to find it anywhere else. It's a lot of fun, and it's coming up here in March, uh, first weekend, 5th through the 8th. It's going to be in Nashua, New Hampshire at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Lots of great liberty-minded people will be together in the same place. They'll be brainstorming, networking, uh, libating, after-hours parties, dinners, lunches, all kinds of great times, uh, including uh, panel discussions, keynote speeches. Uh, just announced that Dr. Mary Ruart, who is the author of Healing Our World, somebody who, while it's not particularly obvious in her book, is definitely, I would say, by my deduction of who she quoted for the book, Dr. Wayne, Wayne Dyer, Dyer. Uh, oh, definitely yeah. into some of the same ideas that we're talking about here. And so Dr. Mary Ruart is, of course, uh, uh, she's an, an amazing writer and incredibly persuasive at sharing the ideas of, of liberty and talking about honoring our neighbor's choices and allowing others to be free. She's going to be there keynoting, as well as Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun case and so many other big names like Glenn Jacobs. You might know him as WWE's Kane, but it's not just the big names that you want to come out for it's the camaraderie it's the networking it's the meeting people that are like you that believe in freedom and And the late night parties that was Mm. fun too all right so (laughs) it's all coming up here on uh, early march get all the details at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum free talk live will be broadcasting live the entire time so freestateproject.org slash liberty forum use our discount code to save 10 percent that's 2009 ftl 2009 ftl now, before we continue with the phone call, Sam, you wanted to kind of reset here and uh, lay some something down, right? Yeah, I want to talk about beliefs and how they come into play here. I think that's the thing that people are missing. Uh, 
when we talk about this law of attraction stuff and when it comes to getting things that you interpret as something that you didn't want to happen, how is it that this stuff happens? And like I wanna, the person that gets shot walking into a let's, a let's stick with the uh, with the example of money. There are a lot of people out there that want to be rich, that really believe that they should be rich. I, what I want to point out is we all have beliefs about money. What, what are some of the ones we make up? Money is the root of all evil. That's one of the most prevalent ones, I would yeah. say, in this society. Time is money. Who tells themselves that uh, people who are rich are unhappy? I mean, you see it all the time. The, mm-hmm. st- the soap stars and stuff are out money's there doing dirty. horrible things. Money's dirty. It's uh, Yeah, it's not a clean business to be in. Um, right, and they also tell themselves, and because uh, a lot of people believe money is the root of all evil, they'll tell themselves that, well, if you make less, then that's a good thing. That, that that's a good thing, or that you know, rich people are mean. Now, let's take each one of those. If if money's the root of all evil, well, do I like to think of myself as evil? No, I like to think that I'm good, and I want to be right about myself being good. I want to be right about uh, my life being happy. And in this case, if you have all of these beliefs that you've made up about money, positive thought will actually work to keep you poor. Because you're being right about you being a good person who is not evil, who is, uh, you know, not a nice guy because rich people are mean. If you were rich, then you'd be mean. So the universe is telling you yes. It's telling you yes to all of your beliefs about money and what it means to possess money. And until you are willing to take a look at those beliefs and really evaluate them and say, are these true? Then you're you're going to keep getting the same results because right. How did I those learn are more beliefs? important. Those and, are yeah. And how did I learn these beliefs? Most of them were implanted. Again, this goes back to a conversation we had earlier tonight about money. Most of us learned about money from our parents or our, your our, experience in life, our religious figures. But but no, first you learn from people who tell you things about it. Right. You you experience things about money like you might you might. And have you ever wondered why the successful people? While there's some families that may have nine kids and all. Nine of them turn out to be successful top 10% income earners because they grow up with certain beliefs about the way the world is. And those beliefs are more empowering, more effective for them to go out and apply in the world than the people who learn that money is the root of all evil. So I want to come back to one thing that you were saying during uh, during the break there, Mark. You were pointing out that this is not something that this whole conversation isn't something that really excites you because – you're not here to recruit anybody right. into it's, some sort of me, religion. To me, it shows up as proselytizing, okay? And I find, you know, proselytizing to be generally a combative experience. Um, whether it's, you know, somebody coming to the door talking to you about their religion, whether it's somebody, uh, you, you know, when somebody raises their say, their hands and says hallelujah, or praise God in, in their everyday life, or Jesus spoke to me, or, or whatever. All the experiences of proselytizing, to me, show up as combative. Like, I... I don't like it, so but I don't like any, to, to it, jam it down. So I don't like to, sure. jam, to to talk to other people about it that don't agree with me any more than than that respect. I like to find common ground, and I find people that uh, you know that that go after. Um, I, I find the skeptics and the atheist types that would want to go after it. Now they they don't want to they don't want to um, accept this for themselves, but I find it proselytizing their athe- atheism. Hey, um, so, I mean, to either way, for me, it's a well, combative experience, and I don't like it. I see where you're coming from in that it's combative, and if that's how you feel, that's fine. And I can understand, especially as, as voices have raised on this, you know, in the, the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that you could accuse us of proselytizing liberty on this program. And it's is not that a religion. combative? 
Well, now, it's okay. A mora- it's a moral, it's a moral um, a position that can be related into people's religions, and you can use their religion. In most cases, I, I know Christianity pretty well. You can wrap liberty but into all Christianity I'm saying, pretty well. All I'm saying, Mark, is as far as what your objections were that you didn't want to create a combative situation, if you're on the air and you're talking about liberty and your vision of what your understanding of liberty differs so greatly from somebody else who believes they're free but might happen, you know, in fact, in point of fact, to believe in taxation and to believe in you know all kinds of unfree things. There's that cognitive dissonance there that's going to create, uh, that, that's going to uh, possibly result in some sort of level of conflict. We have it happen every Saturday night when, you know, the people that are the, <laughs> the warmongers call in and, and we get into it on the show. So somebody could very easily say, well, you're, you're on the air proselytizing liberty. And, and I'll admit that, uh, you know, this show or, the, or our viewpoints, while it is an open format show and anyone can call about anything, obviously we're propagandists for the message of freedom. And I, I embrace that idea and I think it's, it's fine. Certainly this is not the law of Attraction show. It's not the focus of the program. It happens to be where we went to tonight. But I think the conversation is good because it helps uh, people see all the different sides of what are out there and they can evaluate for themselves, you know, what they believe to be true. And whatever you decide to choose for you is great with me. I, it is not. Me too. Well, while it would be nice for people to come to a more empowering view of their own lives, I think that'd be fine and dandy. It doesn't really matter too much to me on a personal internal level because what's most important to me is how I feel and what I'm choosing for myself. So with all that in mind, the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Oh, and one other thing I'd like to address. the uh, There was an objection brought up that... Well, you guys even talking about this stuff is uh, it's damaging to your credibility. Yeah, um, I think that you're taking our credibility far too seriously. Well, now let, let's let's set that aside for a moment and talk about the idea of well, what we say on this show could be considered damaging in on any topic. If we're talking about liberty and somebody disagrees with that viewpoint, they could say, well, you you know, you're not credible in this discussion of how to uh, how to fight a war because you just want to stop war. You're losing your credibility there. And in the in the case of these uh, people that are listening, these uh, skeptics, the scientific types that are that are listening here and saying, well, you guys don't have any scientific studies to back up your law of attraction claim, so therefore, I don't believe in it, therefore it's not true. I think that they're bugged. A lot of them are really bothered because what they see from their perspective, and I, I, I'm hoping I can put myself into their place because I feel like I was once there. From their perspective, it's like, well, I'm very logical and I'm very, you know, I, I'm very to the point here and I see that liberty makes sense, it's logically correct, and now you guys are over into this realm of metaphysics and I, I thought I was with you guys and I, I, liked, I liked the feeling of being with you 100%. Right. People and now I agree you with. are saying something different that I don't agree with and Pe- it makes me uncomfortable. People I agree agree with are better people than people I disagree with. And that's just the experience that everybody has in the world. They like the people they agree with, they dislike the people they dis- disagree with, and so it's it, it's difficult to find things about a show where we talk largely about liberty that you might disagree with us on. Well, you know. Now you found one. Yeah. <laughs> More coming <laughs> up here. Get over it. <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. We're going to try to sneak your call in here if you are on the line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. 
And you can buy virtually anything in dozens of categories. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items, and a percentage of the sale will go to Free Talk Live when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go to your phone calls, I'm going to take some uh, folks that are not necessarily on the Law of Attraction topic and uh, people that have been waiting patiently, like Jake in Illinois. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live. Jake in Illinois, going once. Jake in Illinois going to dozed off. He's, he waited so long. <laughs> We're going to try Alex in New Jersey instead. Uh, Alex, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah. guys. Hey, what's on your mind, Alex? Well, um, I tried calling in on the amp line, and uh, it wasn't working, so I called the GCN line. But anyway, uh, I talked to my friend Mike yesterday, and I found out that he got arrested. And uh, he got arrested for accidentally knocking on someone else's door going, let me in, let me in. Now, it turns out that he had a blood alcohol level of 0.38. Holy and crap, he's lucky he was able to knock on anything. <laughs> now, he he was at, he thought he was knocking on his own house, mm-hmm. trying to yell at his mom to let him in. Wow. But um, he was actually a mile down the road, and he had no clue what was going on. I have been there, let me tell you. How did he get home? I don't know. He got arrested. Well, no, 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 how, how did, did he get, get to, to the door house? that he banged on? What? How, how did, did he... he get to the door that he banged on? I have no clue. <laughs> okay. I guess that's what uh, having a blood alcohol content of 0.38. Was there a car anyway. in the driveway that yeah, he might he have locomoted himself to that house with? I don't No, I don't know if he drives. I don't think he does. He so you think bus. he just wandered down, got really, really wasted, and just wandered down there? That's a possibility. Yeah. So, But anyway, uh, the cops came, and um, they took him away, and they, they handcuffed his arm to a pole, and it was really tight for him and everything. And they they uh, gave him a bunch of papers to sign, and he was so drunk, he goes, you know, what are these papers? He had no clue, so he just signed them. Oh, do, oh boy. And one of the papers had something about stealing a car on it, mm. and now he's thinking, because he was too drunk to read it, he thinks that the cops kind of coerced him while he was drunk into signing this guilty plea for si- uh, for stealing a car. And now he thinks he's real screwed. Oh, man, that is awful. Um, what and, do you say to something like that? I mean, besides, next time, don't get so drunk. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't get so drunk to the point where you might put your name on a dotted line that could really hurt you. And the, um, I, w- the I would think you'd be able to challenge that evidence and get that thrown out. The wall, and the handcuffs were really tight, and the cops were being mean to him, but only after he signed the papers... The cops let, a, let let him loose, and they were acting like they were his best yep, friend. Yep, then they're your you buddies. Know? Sure, sure. It's a, it's a very typical story, and I'm sorry to hear that it happened to your friend, and I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Uh, phew, man, just... I was in a similar situation as a young man. I was a, it was my 17th birthday out in the middle of uh, this very rich neighborhood. Got really drunk with my friends that night and uh, ended up splitting off from them for whatever reason. Went off in my own direction and ended up on some guy's front porch banging on his front door just like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, when I came to, I was allowed to go home instead of being arrested. My parents were called. They came out and picked me up. And uh, I swore off drinking after that because all I'd knew, known about drinking was that when you drink, you drink to the max. Yeah, drink and, till you get drunk. <laughs> you know, finally, a decade later, I learned actually how to drink responsibly, and now I'm okay. Uh, so we continue with your phone calls, and we talk to, I believe, Martin is on the line from across the pond. Martin, you're on the amp line. Hi, guys. Hey, what's I've, on your mind? I've uh, found this right, some, uh, quite a nice story from The Guardian, which is a liberal left newspaper over here. Okay. It's about a... 72-year-old milkman from Lancashire who was in court today charged with uh, selling drugs. 
Wow. And he wasn't and he wasn't a big time drug dealer or anything. He only sold his he was selling cannabis. He only sold to seventeen specific customers. And these customers were elderly people suffering from painful diseases like multiple sclerosis. Oh god. Now they're gonna throw the book at him, huh? Well, he got off lightly, sort of. Oh, that's he good. got a thirty six wheel jail sentence suspended for a year. Thirty six so weeks. If he does something bad within the next year, he'll go to jail for thirty six weeks. But he's the fact is he's no longer providing this great service to these what, seventeen elderly people that were uh, you know, suffering as a result of their diseases. He is not, which just makes the whole thing so crazy. How did they catch I him? I really don't see what they intended to get out of prosecuting this guy. How did they catch this guy? How they catch him? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say, I'm afraid. I have no idea. Mm. Obedience is what they hope to get out of this guy. There was another lady over in the UK who was in her 70s who was making uh, cannabis brownies for uh, some of the other, some of her elderly friends who got pain relief out of the brownies. And, and she went to jail as well. It's sad and tragic. Yeah, I vaguely remember that one, yeah. Yep. Thank you for the call and the uh, downers of a story. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, continuing with Jake. Uh, we're going to try him again in Illinois. Jake, you're on the air on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. It's fun to hear you uh, waxing philosophical uh, You know, on these uh, philosophical issues. You should be out there killing statists. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, fix the bayonets. Yeah, I've kind of rejected the whole violent uh, approach at this point, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, anyway, Kelly, um, I, I, I've been listening to you guys for a couple hours. I was, you know, I walked away uh, from the phone and I got missed, and I appreciate you getting back to me. Only on free talk uh, live. A lot to, I have a lot to say, and I but I've been educated in government schools, so I talk very slowly. So I'm going to try to step it up. Okay. Um, well, um, let's see. Well, let's see. Uh, first of all, I want to urge all your callers to go to the Free Talk Live website and order at least three uh, Mary Ruark Healing Our World books, and I'd like you to send them to uh, our uh, president, uh, Barack Obama. And also, I'd like you to send to Sarah, pa- Sarah Palin, um, uh, because uh, if they got uh, the barrage of books, Healing Our World, Barack Obama and Sarah Palin, we can't lose. You can go to Free Talk Live, order them on... It's an interesting uh, approach. So you're suggesting that if enough of the b- same book come in, they might actually take the hint and read it? They, 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 they might spark their little dim brains. Well, no, I, I, I just... Uh, it might spark an interest... And, uh, you know, it, it may, they may open the book and start reading it and start getting interested. So I would recommend all, all your listeners go to Free Talk Live website. Just click on better the... Better yet, you uh, just go to app. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Or better yet, just have all the listeners hold the intention that mm-hmm. these people get this book and actually read it and come to understand the message of liberty. Thank you, Jake, for the call. 800-259-9231-2. Don in Texas. Don, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, Ian. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sam's here, too. What's up, Don? Well, you know, listening to the uh, law of attraction comments that, that were brought in, I found it interesting because uh, what it sounded like to me that I was hearing was a lot of, um, it, it's kind of like the, the young guy who picked up the karate book. He read the book and he was ready for his black belt, but he didn't do a lick of discipline or anything to really propel himself into the art. And the law of attraction, 
uh, or the law, uh, the, those laws there, they do require an element of discipline. And so what I mean by that is to practice them on a daily basis and to begin to live this new way of thinking and perceiving the things in this world. But oftentimes we get bogged down by all the baggage that we brought up to that point yes. that we haven't addressed and dealt with and discarded appropriately. And, by, and so, by baggage, do you mean the beliefs that people make up about the way the world is, about the way they are, about what they're capable of? Precisely. Our old yeah. beliefs, the ones that were planted. I mean, as, as Mark and I have discussed, yeah. we still struggle uh, yeah. with old thoughts that because were implanted in us by the old religions that we were members of. I mean, it's, it's tough to shift away from those. It's a constant process of sure. when those thoughts come in, taking an active uh, role and shifting toward the ones that you want to be thinking. Those beliefs are comfortable, familiar, and known, and to let go of them... And to see, you know, what might actually be out there is a little scary for people. And for a lot of folks, it's easier just to hold on. Indeed, the unknown is certainly uh, a place that, that's uh, no comfort zone for, for most of us. But I'm also talking about the baggage in addition to that, like the baggage of interpersonal relationships and, the, you know, all the psychological stuff that each person uh, comes up with through their childhood, and, and often we carry that stuff into adulthood. Yes. But uh, without properly addressing it, I'll give you an example. So a guy's dating a girl, and she just totally dumps him, wrecks it all. But he, he was hoping and praying and trying to manifest the, the girl of his dreams, and all the while he thought she was the one. Incidentally, he perceives the situation as just horrible, bad, and awful. But what uh, maybe an outsider or the universe might look at it and say, no, I was just cleaning it off the table to put the right one in his life. Right, absolutely, because you know, the law of attraction can't make that girl perfect. Mm -hmm. It can, however, get you the perfect girl. Thank you for the call tonight. Just like uh, when a lot of people lose their jobs, in many cases, it's the best thing that ever happens to them because the next one that's coming is even better in many different ways. That's the way it works. A lot of people have experienced that. But, of course, if you tell yourself that this is awful, this is terrible, and you mire yourself down in that belief system, well, then maybe it won't be that great for you. More coming up tomorrow night. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.